You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. I like seeing it as a gift, and I'm learning how to do that because I do like to do, I like to do for my family, and um, those are all great things, but remembering that this is for, this is from the Lord to us as a gift. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor, capping off a series called Imago Day, And I'm joined by two friends to unpack both the series and the message from this past Sunday. First, we have Sean Stover, Dr. Sean Stover in the house. Doc, thanks for being here. Love being in the house. I never call you Doc, but <laughs> just on the podcast. Does. And joined by lead pastor, Jose Abaroa. Hey, good to be with you guys. Great to have you both here. Jose, it's the end of a series, so I'd love to give you the first word about your thoughts as you prepared for this week's message and even just closing out the series as a whole. Yeah, so I won't go through an overview of the series, but um, looking at rest, how it caps off the series, I thought was very fitting. Uh, God had just finished creating um, the whole cosmos in six days, and then the seventh day, he takes it to rest. He, he takes us um, to this concept of rest. And I um, really, I, as always, when I'm reading scripture and something pops out to me, I get excited because I do believe that that's him communicating to us how we can do this practically. So yeah, I hope that these three things are, um, practic- are practical and they help us rest, work hard, relax, and um, remember. Remember. <laughs> Remember those those, those three. Yeah, we'll get to those three here in a second. I'm resting currently. I'm in the state of rest, so just happy to be here. I'm glad you are. Okay, before we dive into those three, uh, let's first talk, Jose, one of the things you've opened up with saying is that we have a rest problem. And uh, not just our world, but even just as Christians, we often fall into that where we have a rest problem. So before going any further, I'd love to just get both of y'all's thoughts on even just a little more on why that's the case. Why? we have a problem resting, maybe why you have had a problem resting in the past, and just kind of start by just analyzing that uh, in of itself. I think first and foremost, we're productivity driven, like we want to accomplish things and we want to get stuff done and we want to do. And so that's the first thing that robs us of rest is this just this mindset that says we have to be doing something or accomplishing something Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. times. And, uh, you know, that Jose brought that out in this teaching is that that is important for five or six days a week to be productive and be doing stuff for the Lord that's healthy and and, and have work that you're proud of. Um, and we need to have a day to turn that off, but I don't think we're good at the, the flip and the switch. So I think that productivity mindset is a big part of it. I think also, you know, in a good way, we're connectivity driven. We want to connect with people and we want to have, you know, relational depth with the folks around us. And we want to have fun interactions with people. And again, that's a very positive thing, but where's the switch that we turn off? We're not good at turning that off either. And then thirdly, I just think that the things we tend to think we're using to recharge us or to refill us or replenish us really aren't doing that. They're really just taking more of our energy as opposed to really truly being something that provides us with rest. Yeah, that's really good. I I shared this with our community group last week when we talked about rely. It's really hard to rely and trust God because we're so good at doing exactly what you're saying, Sean, producing and doing things for ourselves. So why would we rely and trust God when we're pretty capable ourselves? And it 
also comes to this problem then because we don't know how to rely on something outside of us then we also don't know how to rest um, and, and trust God in that one day to um, be who we who we say, who he says we are and be just that human beings not human doings that really um, uh, yeah. someone told me that and, and that that really resonated with me definitely not original and it's so true I will I sometimes uh, I'm way more of a human doing than a than a human being. Yeah, no, that's that's so good here. And I would love to just start by talking about, uh, you quoted just said Matthew 11, just how Jesus says himself that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And yet, uh, how would you encourage someone that maybe when they think about, like even just the word disciplines or like we, we're gonna talk a little bit about practically applying this, but it can easy, at least in my uh, head, it can easy to start to become a to-do list or a list of do's like you mentioned, Jose. So what are ways that y'all kind of try to guard yourself from that? Because I almost take the same formula I use in my productivity to apply to my rest. And so it usually doesn't end up resulting in rest. So so how do you just even um, just consolidate those two together in a way that you can understand then how just even take the next step in this and not just a bunch of do's and don'ts? I think what pops into my mind, Taylor, as you say that, is that there's a distinction between intentionality and an actual to-do list or work, you know, and I think that around rest, all we need is a little bit of intentionality. You know, are we going to set that time aside? Are we going to flip that switch off? Are we going to put our phone in the closet for, you know, a number of, of hours so that we're unplugged completely from that? It's just, it's more intentionality to me than, than it is. When I think of discipline, yeah, it kind of has a negative connotation in my mind too. Oh, great. Here's another discipline that I have to employ in my life. But really, I think it just means like, I need to be intentional. Like, when am I going to get that rest and that recharge that I, I clearly need and that God you know, prescribes for my life? Yeah, that's good. And I like seeing it as a gift. And I'm learning how to do that because I do like to do, I like to do for my family. And um, those are all great things. But remembering that this is for, this is from the Lord to us as a gift to remind us of who he is, how awesome he is, how how great of a provider he is. And even when we stop, he doesn't, he, he continues. Um, it's funny, yesterday I was talking to a Bible translator, um, Carl, who's a part of our church, and he was saying that uh, the word uh, sabbat, which means stop, he was translating as, uh, took takes a pause because in the, culture that he's translating for um, is a Muslim culture. And so they don't, um, you know, God stopping is is heretical. And it's interesting when you think, well, God doesn't stop, but it's it's almost like an act of rest that, that he is, that he's doing here as he stops creating, um, but he's still being, and it's the same um, here. I totally think that this discipline does mean intentionality, not just a long, to-do list or don't-do list. Uh, I like that you tied Matthew 11 into that because it's so easy for us to um, assume that our Heavenly Father is like maybe our earthly father or like mm-hmm. our boss at work. You know, and a lot of us had a, had a dad or a, or a parent or a family structure where it was looked down upon if you actually sat down and you weren't doing something. You know, a lot of people grew up in this mindset of, hey, 
hey, taking a nap is, what are you doing? Why, you know, we don't take naps in our family. Yeah. Or what do you mean you're going to just, you know, sit on the back porch and and swing? And, you know, th- that's foreign to some people. And uh, it's easy for us to look at God and think that, oh, that's how he is. He just, he, he has expectations of us and demands on us. And he wants us to go and he wants us to make a difference. And, oh man, if I sit for a second and rem- I'm reminded of that family that needs me to go over there and bring a meal to them or intervene for them. And uh, Matthew clearly points out that, you know, Jesus is saying, no, no, that's not what it's like to be in relationship with me. It's not about doing, it's about being, and it's about allowing me to kind of carry the load for you so that you can rest in these certain periods of time. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And I asked this question last week, just thinking about um, well, all of the the weeks as far as with whether it's uh, reflecting and also relying and ruling, but just this concept of where does rest fall into the Imago Day? Where do y'all think that kind of rests in the whole series as we talk about made in the image of God and the identity of God? Because you could give a standalone message on rest and we need to hear it and it's good to be reminded of it, but but it, it falls and especially just after what we're reading in Genesis that there is a design and the order in which God's created this. So how do you both see that just play into uh, the other, you know, concepts of ruling and relying and reflecting, but also just our identity as a whole. Yeah, I think from all those four, only the ruling is us truly producing something. Everything else, reflecting, relying, and resting, is us looking up and and, and waiting on God to uh, provide for us or us receiving from Him. And so, I do think this ties into our identity as not only. Uh, followers of Jesus, but as human beings, that God created us to depend on him. And our identity needs to be tied to the creator and not be independent as we so often want to be. We want to be seen as, oh, Sean did a great job this week at working and, and Sean gets the credit, you know, but us be continually pointed back to, you know, I did do a good job, but I also stopped. I I intentionally stopped and I rested to remember, to remind myself and also show to others that this this world doesn't revolve around me. It's not Mm -hmm. just me ruling, um, which again, I think then shows us why we're so bad at ruling because we don't reflect, we don't rely and and we don't rest. So I like that question because it does tie us Mm -hmm. right back to um, our identity um, as image bearers and people being should, people that should be depending on God. It is fun for me, yeah, to see in scripture the rhythm of of work and play or productivity and rest. And even modeled in Jesus, dude had three years to spread the gospel and cultivate these followers that would carry things on. And yet consistently he would you know, send the crowds of people away just to hang out with his closest friends, or he would withdraw himself to the wilderness to be alone with the Lord, or he would bring just maybe a couple of guys with him and, you know, hang out with those those few um, different places in scripture. It says he went and hid himself from his disciples. You know I mean? It's just, he somehow realized that even in the midst of this amazingly important ministry that he was doing and needing to produce uh, there was still this rhythm that God had established from the beginning. And as he was in human form, he had to honor that rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked to you about this a lot. Jose, I have this crazy theory of life that everything exists in the balance of an and. And I think it's true here that that all work uh, with no rest is is not a formula for success in life. And yet 
all rest and just all hanging out. Me and God are hanging out over here every day, all day, doing no interaction with others is not good either. It's the balance of those two that makes life fulfilling and allows us to really reflect the image of who God is and who his son was when he was on earth. Yeah, that's so good. And really ties into the points, Jose, that you had here between starting with working hard, this idea that in order to have a day off, start with the six, the five or six days and working hard at that. And then also this concept of uh, relax. I think going back to just to the question I just asked about how this plays in the identity piece, I think I love the saying about we're human beings, not human doings. Because as I learn more and just prayerfully process kind of how I'm uh, naturally wired or just my flesh, it really is this propensity to think that my worth comes in what I do or what I accomplish. And so uh, rest seems very counterintuitive to <laughs> any concept of that because I need to prove myself to people or to myself. And so rest is the opposite of that, is, is slowing me down. And yet I think just even understanding, I'm still trying to grow in the understanding of resting and who God says that I am and that that is enough and that it's not about what I do. And so you can say that, I can say that. And yet there's so many times in my week where it's just hard to rely on him, hard to rest, hard to stop and relax. And so I think that's just a little little piece that I'd throw in there uh, for myself. But we talk about relax. Again, it was a great message and a great reminder. There's so many great reminders in life. I think I love the simplicity of a lot of this message, but just in general, right? So we're supposed to drink water. We're supposed to get eight hours of sleep. Like there's all these things that we know are like good things to do, like rest. And yet we just don't do them. We just don't either find the time. We don't. And so just I'd love to get a little practical because there's a lot of examples. I love the list of examples, Jose, that you provided of just very simple ways that we can rest and relax. Uh, but just even getting to the root of why we don't or just what are ways and even in your own life, you've just found it maybe difficult to rest in seasons of your life. And maybe what are ways in which you continue to prioritize rest amidst because both of y'all are very busy people. And so if there's anyone that could kind of get a cop out or an excuse or not to not to rest, I feel like it'd be y'all. But yet knowing that both of y'all prioritize this. So what are maybe some just what, what's going on in your head? How do you prioritize that amidst everything going on? I want to go first because I want Sean to give us all the answers. So I think, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I've learned I've learned the hard way. So I didn't uh, I didn't say this yesterday, but oftentimes, and, and this is unfortunate, we wait to actually see the symptoms mm. of burnout or you know grumpiness, bitterness, um, and you you look back and you realize, whoa. Well, that's because I'm not not taking care of of my temple. I'm not resting. I'm not tr- trusting God at the heart of things. Right? That's that's what it means, or that's why we don't rest. And so, um, yeah, I'm I'm still very much in the process of learning how to do that in the season of life that I'm in. And I do think the six one is very very helpful. Uh, six days of work and one day of rest. And it has to be very, very intentional. So that means saying no. That means putting boundaries, setting limits, good communication with Taylor so that we can come up with a good plan for for our family and um, really being bold about what it is that recharges us in that relaxed piece. And then the area where I'm most excited about is this remember. Well, remembering what God is doing, just stopping to recognize what he's up to in and around us personally as a family and then obviously as a church family, um, because that's when you realize how faithful God is mm-hmm. when you do stop. Um, the uh, Copernican revolution is something that Pete Scazzaro talks about in the book, uh, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and I think it's a perfect example. 
of uh, what happens. We think that the world revolves around us and it's it's just not. Our culture is very self-centered, very individualistic. And so we just need to be aware of that. I think it'd be, if I'm out there listening, I would be happy to know that uh, we have honest discussions about this on staff and holding each other accountable to this. Jose and I, just last week, we're talking about this real phenomenon of of compassion fatigue, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you get that text or that phone call and it's somebody that needs to have a conversation with you. And there's something in your spirit immediately is like, oh man, I just, one more, really? And uh, when you get to that point, it's a clear indicator. You yeah. you you said uh, bitterness and grumpiness and <laughs> those things, but really this, this, when you get to the point in ministry where you get that and you're like, oh man, I don't know if I want to, you know, that, that's a good indication that you're not getting the rest mm-hmm. that you need and the recharge mm-hmm. you need. You guys are young, man. I, I can't imagine what it's like to have the energy of youth that y'all have. When you get to 50 plus like me, it's not so much about intentionality. It's about just realizing you can't do the stuff that you <laughs> yeah. used to be able to do. Yeah. I uh, I left uh Saturday and uh, went went by and saw my dad at the ranch and then drove to El Paso, which is about eight hours from here. And uh, for some reason, this football game kicked off at 9.15 p.m. So then usually I would need a nap before a 9.15 game anyway, but I was driving to get there. So I watched the football game, which is on ESPN2, which means there's commercial breaks, which are slow the game down considerably. So the game ends like one o'clock in the morning. And uh, my sweet daughter and her son, and my son-in-law were doing baby dedication for my granddaughter here at church at 1030. So I finished the game, hop in the truck, and I just start driving back. And uh, all nighter through the night, thankfully, there was an hour time change, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> which bought me enough time to make it to church uh, for the baby dedication. Uh, I'm telling you all that to say, when you get to be my age, all nighters are not fun anymore. I'm so I don't know if I could be. Yeah. <laughs> If I uh, could pull that one off. I, so I rested during uh, Jose's message. I noticed. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. I did not. But I did go home and I slept from about one to, to three o'clock last yesterday in the afternoon and, and uh, got a good night's rest last night. But uh, just saying all that to say your body will tell you, yeah. man, it will. If you pay attention, we are wired by the creator reflecting his image and uh, it will tell you when mm-hmm. you need that rest and, and what you need if you'll pause and, and you'll listen to it. So, uh, you know, those simple reminders of more water and eating eating healthy and, and even getting outside and going for a walk or a little bit of exercise so that you got fresh air and you got nature being a part of what's going on in your life. And uh, really unplugging. I think it's, man, it's so much these days about unplugging from these distractions. You missed, mentioned social media and um, not many people I know get recharged or refueled by looking at yeah. social media. They, they get emotions, negative emotions crop up, frustrations crop up, jealousy, envy, all of those things. None of that is recharging. And um, it may be distracting. It may take your mind off of other things, but it's not really getting you to a healthier spot. Um, and then also, man, I, thanks for being vulnerable. We didn't really touch on that, Taylor. We skipped over what you were saying about just realizing that, you know, there's there's a part of you that's still trying to prove yourself or, yeah. you know, earn um, whatever self-worth there and, and wrestling with those and finding good people to talk to um, so that you can just recognize that this amazing God, man, he loves you for who he made you to be, mm-hmm. not, not what you pull off for him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and Taylor, it's been conversations with you that have taught me because you do Sabbath so well. Um, is we have fifty two days off a year. <laughs> That's fifty two days that God's given us to rest, stop, reflect, and remember what He's doing and. Uh, that's how kind he is. He knows mm-hmm. our condition. He knows what we need. And so he provides. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is we choose to go our own way versus mm-hmm. really believe that what he has uh, given us is, is is good. Yeah. Well, and I'm still learning and definitely don't have it perfect. Something you said yesterday, Jose, just even when it comes to resting, learning like things like watching football all day doesn't exactly necessarily bring me the rest that I thought it would. And so just even tying in this last component of remembering and why is that so important to factor into everything else? Because I can I can sleep a little more or I can sleep in one day. But again, just even thinking about connecting this to more of who God is and who I am, just this concept of remembrance. I'd love for y'all just to kind of uh, hit that real quick. Yeah, that Deuteronomy, um, let me pull it up here. Deuteronomy 5 passage. Um, that's how it closes by saying, remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So there's that therefore. Why Why are we stopping? Well, we really need to remember that God's the one that bought um, our, our paid the price for our sins. We are bought by the blood of Jesus and are his. So it's it's a day to remember that, a whole day. Uh, we have a rhythm on Sunday morning to gather and worship and, and, re- and hear from his word and be together. That's a great reminder. We're not in this alone. Uh, and it's also a great reminder as we, as we stop and, and look up. So um, this is really what it's all about. Not only does God want to recharge us as we delight and relax and, and um, hang out with people doing the things that we love, also um, remembering is super crucial. Otherwise, again, we start thinking that this is all about us. Yeah, absolutely. I love that uh, this idea of remember. I, my long road trip, I listened to this podcast that's out now about Mars Hill, a guy named Mark Driscoll that had a tragic fall in his leadership. And unfortunately, that pattern is kind of repeating itself around our country, particularly in larger churches with with leaders who kind of make it about themselves. And then eventually it gets, they start out in a really good spot, but eventually it gets to this, it's all about me. And if I don't preach or if I don't, if I'm not with the people and they take the place of Jesus as Savior in these congregations, and uh, remembering is just, it's so important because this, it's, this isn't dependent on us. I mean, there is a love the Deuteronomy passage and the realization that that God has this, and we're we're talking about uh, Sabbath and rest as though it's the it's the result because it is in, in Genesis of it's the result of six days, and then you know then we do the rest. But also realize this sets us up for the next six days. Mm-hmm. Like this rest, really, and, and remembering allows us to then put in perspective what happens the next six days after. You know, it's like when that crisis comes up, it's like, hey, I got to give it all I've got and work hard and remember that God is the one that ultimately is going to be the savior for this yeah. person that needs desperately needs this conversation or this problem that desperately needs worked out. And uh, it sets us up to be successful for the next six days as well. I love that. 
I love that perspective. Love this conversation. Jose, I'd love to give you the final word as we tee up not only this message, but even the series as a whole. Yeah, following up um, on what you just said, Sean, it is circular. We reflect God's image. That's who we are. That's how he made us, uh, male and female in the image of God. He created us. And then you go to rule the job that he's given us. That's how uh, we're called to uh, live here on earth, not only as passive um, people on the on the on the sidelines, but we're called to get in the game and cultivate and create and hang out with one another and have ideas and anyway. Uh, but then we need to remember to rely, and then God gives us this boundary to rest so that we can reflect, rule, rely, and and rest. So it really is a a circular thing that we learn on the very first page of the Bible. It's interesting when I think about the fall; they forgot. They just simply forgot. Eve, when asked by the serpent, forgot that Adam was told, hey, you you have everything that you need, so trust God. And uh, we make that same mistake on a daily basis. So I hope that this encourages you to um, go to God and, and grow in your faith in Him as He continues to work in and around you. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us, conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.